welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, you know. Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Just this hundred million dollars, I guess. Yeah. Can, can you feel the money being thrown around? You know, first day of NBA free agency. And like Birdman says, these boys about to be living lavish out here. Hundred million dollars. Um, yeah. Anthony Davis got paid Davis. a whole bunch of money. Damian Lillard, hundred million dollars. Damn, Tristan Thompson, damn near got a hundred million dollars. He got eighty million. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all y'all youngsters out there, all y'all got to do is learn how to rebound. That's all y'all got to do, and hope y'all are six eight or, or taller. Learn how to rebound and, and be a good pick and roll defender. Yep. Nothing uh, else, but those two especially. <laughs> and be friends with LeBron. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we're just going to continue. Uh, it's kind of a spontaneous show. Uh, we're going to continue what we were talking about off air. Was I had came across an article written by a friend of mine named Graham, and he uh, proposed the 10 reasons Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens should fight at SummerSlam. And James and I said, why would they do that at SummerSlam? You can save that to WrestleMania. So, James, your thoughts? Well, no. I didn't say uh, save it for WrestleMania. You did. I just said that's I did say that because like, you figure they might have another uh, Cena match in them or something else to start the feud. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just... Uh, like, look, I just... We... You know, another point that we got onto was, uh, I guess we'll say that for later, the, the one thing that I think is really a, a, a deal that you thought about was uh, what could happen to Royal Rumble next year. But just, um, <laughs> like, look, I understand. I just hope like, ready. I, like, I'm really high on um, Owens, too. But, yep. like, let's just be clear here. Like, he's with the number one guy right now. So let's just see what, hap- let's just see what happens after the fact, how well they, they do this stuff with him. Because, you know... There's plenty of guys that were around Cena, and then after after uh, their little few of Cena didn't do as well as they you know as we thought they would. Uh, no. Whether it was Bray Wyatt or it was uh, a guy like uh, Wade Barrett, even. Yeah, um, Rusev is looking pretty good right now. I'm sure Owens will, will come off good, um, but uh, yeah, like they uh, SummerSlam's coming up and all that. Got to get through Battleground. Monday Night Raw, we had um, a bunch of shit happen. Uh, we had a long-ass match with Cesaro and Cena. What would you think of that match? I love the match. I just, you know, like the second he came out, you know, you, given the matches they had on Raw last year, you just thought. It's on. Wow. This, yeah, it's on. It could be another one of these. I mean, uh, the finish, you know, the finish was the finish. Some people liked it. Some people thought it was okay. Some people didn't like it. I was in the camp that didn't like it, but, you know, whatever. I just I just don't like to see a match to go that long. It was, And that was also that good, just be like, just a 
yeah, whatever. It like basically say, yeah, this is this is great because we're giving it this time and it matters, and then all of a sudden the end basically give a finish that makes it not matter. Yeah, in a sense. Um, they had Kevin Owens pretty much steal Bray Wyatt's gimmick. <laughs> yeah, ruining good matches. Yep. Um, we've got that Beast in the East thing coming up this Saturday. Do you plan on watching it? Um, yeah, but not until damn 5.30 a.m. Why not, James? <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't gonna wake up at 5.30 a.m. To, to watch the Beast? I'll put it to you like this. I think the last sporting event I stayed up, or I woke up earlier, stayed up super late for uh, the Olympics. The 2008 Beijing Olympics gold medal uh, basketball game. Yeah. Spain in America. That's that's the last thing I remember. I don't know, nah, bro. Like, it ain't that serious to me. Yeah. I don't wait. Look, I don't and get up on for demand. the Australian Open. I'm not getting up for this. You know, and it's and it's on demand. Um, that's the that too. Yeah. So, um, should I tell them about my Chris Jericho theory? Go ahead. All right. Have at it. I was basically telling James that Chris Jericho. In his current state, now, I haven't seen him wrestle live this year or anything. I've just seen these pictures floating around the internet. Mind y'all, Jericho's one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. and I've been singing his praises before he came back in 2012. Um, but he's 44 years old now, I want to say. Maybe 45 or... He's on the verge, whatever. He's close. Um, Chris Jericho is now Paul Pierce. And what I mean by that, <laughs> and what I mean by that, Paul Pierce just signed with the Clippers today uh, for like two point three million dollars, two years or something like that, or three, no, three million dollars, three years, ten million dollars with a third with a third year option on it. Gotcha. And basically, I I liken them to you know Chris Jericho coming back in twenty twelve and two thousand thirteen, where he was like almost wrestler of the year. He was like until he took himself out the running. Um, where Paul Pierce was like around 2008, you know, 2009, he won the finals MVP 2008, still very good in 2009, but he, you know, he's not a clear star anymore, but he's just like a veteran guy that is, you know, he can, he can fill it up on any given night and be the man. And then now he's just kind of bouncing from team to team with these aimless performances and Jericho in these pictures is looking like, you know, fat Jericho has returned. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like, where did it go wrong? And James pointed it out and it made so much sense. Um, the Bray Wyatt feud is where the wheels might've come off for Chris Jericho. And think about it. Like last year, like when the match they had at battleground where Jericho won, no one expected him to win. Um, Jericho basically becomes a mute during the feud, like, and just listens to Bray Wyatt's bullshit. And we, at, we're all anticipating on Jericho ripping Wyatt to sweat to shreds because that's really the first guy that was really going to go there with him. Like, Cena was going to get him, but he wasn't going to get him, get him like Jericho would have. But he didn't do that. Um, they go to SummerSlam and have like a snoozer, pretty much. Uh, like it was an okay match, but at that point, you know, it's Chris Jericho. You know, okay, like that's all you could have could have got. Mind you, we had Daniel Bryan and um, Bray Wyatt, and it was good, very good. Um, and I don't, and I don't mean to compare Jericho to Daniel Daniel Bryan and all that, but um, 
at some point, we're going to have to start holding Bray Wyatt responsible. Or, excuse me, y'all going to have to start holding uh, Bray Wyatt responsible for what's <laughs> going on with him. And, and basically, he, he killed Chris Jericho. He killed Kane. Um, if he fucks up Roman Reigns, Am- it's his fault. Dean Ambrose wasn't as good as it should have been, especially given the ad that Dean Ambrose was fresh off of, like, the best feud in, this, in the best feud that was going at the time with Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, then, then you know, he goes on and is like, okay. Like, he does this whole thing by himself with Undertaker, which you can't really fault him for. He was stuck in, like, you know, that's pretty much what no his whole land. thing is basically going on and on and on by himself with only, you know, with one match to show for it, and then he has to move on. But, like, it's just, you know, people are finally coming around to the fact that the wire promos aren't, ain't, all, ain't all as tight as they thought they were when they first started. Because, you know, after the third one, you're like, well, all these are this, you know, he's not talking about anything. And they're all roughly the same thing, just being this, like, weird, this weird, like, like, di- like weird digression of, and then basically never talking about whatever you're trying to get to. Uh, but it's just, now it's just, you're at this point where it's like, all right, well, put up or shut up. And for me, I was saying, like, we'll finally have a verdict or we should have a verdict by the end of this uh, next two months with with um, Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. because Roman Reigns, you look at his pay per view pay per view matches, all of them have been very 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 good. So um, so it eventually we're gonna have to start blaming Wyatt for well Wyatt's gonna be the reason for why his feuds aren't as successful as you expect them to be. If you're somebody that thinks Bray Wyatt is you know this demigod that type of guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, so, yeah, Bray Wyatt needs a, needs a Brains Day game. Their feud is like, we pretty much called exactly what was going to happen on Raw. Um, as soon as that tag match was, was, um, announced, I texted the thread, like, BWB. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what up, Sierra? What up, Jeremy? Um, basically, I was like, yeah, y'all ready for Wyatt to fuck this match up? And sure enough... Uh, Bray Wyatt comes out, brings his fat body out there, and drops his sister Abigail on Reigns, uh, gives his ass whoop, walks off, and then comes back and fucks with Reigns some more. So, uh, I don't know. I hope so, what do, you think, what do you think of the finish of Raw last, or not last night, but Monday night? I mean, it it was it was pretty much like like so many others. Um, the authority is is just kicking everyone kicking everyone's ass. Uh, Seth Rollins, Kane, J and J, them boys look weak. Or that boy Seth looked real weak. Like, what did you think of the beatdown? Do you think it was too much or what? Or do you think it was, nah, like, I, I didn't okay, think that's it was too fine much. or, or what? Or what was your thoughts? I didn't think it was too much. Like, they didn't do anything to, like, kill him. Like, they didn't bring out the cinder blocks or anything. So, <laughs> as long as they didn't do that, like, it's fine. Like, I mean, at some point, he's going to have to wear an ass whooping. That's just what the authority does. But um, they uh, they just got to get to this pay-per-view. This five weeks is just going to drag get slow, especially Lesnar's not around, so you gotta uh, make Rollins look like an animal. I think Lesnar might be coming back for one more Raw, though. Only one? Yeah, I think he's coming back for one more Raw. Before Battleground. 
Well, isn't there three more episodes of Raw before the pay-per-view? Mm, I think there's two more. Two more. So we've had three Raws since uh, Money Bank. Yes. Okay, because I, I, I don't, I, I lost, I'm lost all will to live, let alone count, because of how bad Raw was last week. So I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> and if you guys didn't tune in last week, we had a speed show, which where we just shat on the product. Um, yeah. Um, so, did you happen to catch the Rolling Stone article that they wrote about Kevin Owens? Yeah, I read it. Um, so, uh, they're saying, basically, the wrestler of the half year is Kevin Owens, and that, and they basically said he's, you know, a new type of heel, like, he's, he's a, a new type of heel that is, like, straight out of the old school, like, he's not trying to be cool, he's, um, you know, the guy that they need, because he he makes it clear uh, what the battle lines are from uh, you know good guys and bad guys, and he's a uh, like a family man basically. I don't know. Um, it sounds good. Don't get it wrong. Like Owens is, I think he's probably one of the you know he's one of the top five guys in the business right now, but he has not been around that long. Uh, how much are we really counting NXT? I know, James, you don't really count it at all. Uh, I give it more credit than you. But he's just, I don't see how the superstar of the year is anyone other than Cena right now. Uh, you originally said, um, when I saw you, like, well, you know, it's either John Cena. And my question was, and my thing was, like, I mean, if we're, do, if we're doing the whole thing about, uh, Kevin Owens to basically turn on fat. He only he's only appeared, you know, like six, six or seven weeks after the twenty six first weeks of the year. Uh-huh. Then, like, if that's the case, then Lesnar's Lesnar's there and he's ahead of him too. Yeah, uh, I think it was just a little cute angle that they tried to do because they want to write about someone that you know that is not really established. Like, I don't think Rolling Stone was going to write about John Cena. Um, yeah, there's basically things that he's, he's basically like he's he's pretty much a breath of fresher, which he really is, honestly. But uh, like, I don't know how much. Hold on, hold on. He he's fucking up. I I I didn't read the bottom of the um of the uh, article, but it has like like basically awards that he has on here, whoever this guy is. Yes, and you know, yeah, you know, my favorite one. And we, and we about to go through the these. Most? We about to go through these. The one where he said injury of the year or most unfortunate injury of the year, and there's a tie between Tyson Kidd and Daniel Bryan, as if those two guys are in a, on equal footing at all. <laughs> okay, um, his runner-up wrestler was Roman Reigns. Um, Roman Reigns is not sure. ahead of John Cena or Brock Lesnar. Uh, he may be somewhere in the top five. I mean, you still got to put Seth Rollins over him, and you can make an argument yep. for Randy Orton over Roman Reigns. Um, eh, I don't know because the main event matches are so good. Okay, Randy Orton's more over than Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's not a shock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the second best heels, he has the New Day on there. I guess he's missed Seth, Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'd have Roman. I, yeah, exactly. I guess he's missed Seth Rollins. Okay. I mean, um, if you want to be honest, the number two heel in the company over the last year is either Brock Lesnar or, or Kevin Owens, but. It's Seth Rollins. Like, people hate Seth Rollins. Right. 
So, like, Bray Wyatt, like, it's cool that, you know, the whole thing went viral with Kevin Owens with the whole uh, him powerbombing MGK. Right. But, like, there was, one, there was something else that same night that also went viral, and it was on bigger, it was on a bigger stage, and that was Seth, Ra- Seth Rollins giving the business to Johnny Manziel and LeBron. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, Clay, also, Clay you will know, never win a championship. He also, like, stole WrestleMania. That too, yeah. too. Yeah. Basically had us jumping up and down out here, you know, sing, singing his praises, basically saying, you know, we did it. You know, we caused this, you know. Yeah. Um, like, go ahead. Are y'all done? Yeah, I'm done. All right. Um, <laughs> most unavoidable face turn, he has Brock Lesnar. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, people are going to start cheering for Lesnar eventually. Um, most welcoming heel turn, Sheamus and Naomi. I don't know about you, but I still don't want this Naomi heel shit. Why can't Naomi be a, a nice black woman, you know, and, and doesn't have to, she doesn't have to play like she's no, no, no ruffian sister out there. She can't just be, you I know, don't... like a Serena Williams type, you know, that's what they should be, she should be doing. You know, she's well, really I don't know if you really, WWE. I don't know if you really realize if you really know this or noticed it before, but uh people don't like Serena Williams. <laughs> that's their fault. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hundred percent correct. But at the same time, they don't they're like they're not they don't root for Serena. Uh, I wonder why. For, for whatever reason <laughs> they may have. Uh for for Serena. Hello? Yeah, I couldn't hear you. You just went blank. You said, "What are the start reasons?" From the that, top. Start from the beginning again. You said, "What are the reasons that they have?" No, no, I didn't say anything about reasons. I said for whatever reasons. They oh, have. okay, gotcha. Um, and then tied with Sheamus, um, which is fine because Sheamus needed to turn heel forever. It's just that we didn't know what if. I think if we would have known what his heel turn was going to lead to, we would have kept that man face. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I mean, I liked it at the beginning, but I mean, it's not really doing much right now. For, and is the weird part is it stagnated, and then after they it stagnated and they saw it, they still decided to put money in the bank on them, the briefcase on them, which is weird. Yeah, um, yeah, and basically, he's the guy that got rid of Daniel Bryan. All right, um, least <laughs> least exciting heel turn. That's a real heel for you, bitch. Um, <laughs> Adam Rose, least exciting heel turn. Um, for sure. Ain't nobody trying to watch my Adam Rose, bro. Most improved really wrestler, Nikki yeah, Bella. I don't have a problem with this. Because if you look at SummerSlam from, oh, oh well, hold on. This is a half year, right? Yeah, half year. Okay, um... She she had the belt to begin the year. I think her improvement stretches further back than just the beginning of this calendar year, though. Wouldn't you say? Well, my thing is this. If you don't give it to her, then who can you give it to? Because no one else had a chance to shine except for her, really. There you go. Um, silliest promos, Bray Wyatt. It looks like it, the, the, tide is, the tide is turning on, on Bray Wyatt. Uh, silliest? I don't know. Who else you got in the silly category? I don't know. It all depends I mean, on what your definition of silly is. 
I mean, John Cena will drop some silly as hell promos half the time. Um, I don't know. I'm all in on that. You want something, come get some shit. And then, you know, there's also silly characters that, that have to cut silly promos. That's their silly gimmick. So, but I think Dolph Ziggler's I mean, promos are kind of silly. He's, Bray Wyatt's still a fine candidate either way. So why not? Sure. Um, best promos. There was a tie. Between John Cena and Kevin Owens. Apparently, they miss um, Paul Heyman carrying the entire program for WrestleMania, the main event. Apparently, they missed that. I mean, maybe they just—they're only just sticking to wrestlers. I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, maybe uh, we got we got we got to put another slash on there for Paul Heyman. Um, most improved promos: <laughs> Ryback. Uh, Ryback's always been able to talk. They just never let him. Um. I mean, I, I think you got to start considering Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Like, we couldn't have handed Rollins a, the mic a year ago and just say, yeah, you go out there and open Raw and be okay Maybe. with it. I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to the t- the, t- the opportunity you're given because, you know, we didn't – I mean, just a lot of it comes down to you just assume. Like, if you don't see somebody – you see them do stuff with them, you just assume they're protecting them and be like, you can't do that well, so you're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, in the Ryback – I mean, it's the same situation with the Ryback situation. It's like he probably could talk earlier than, we, than, than before, and they decided, no, nah, we're just not going to use that because it doesn't work for the character or whatever. And then we just assume typical fashion. We're like, oh, well – there you go. He doesn't. They don't ever let him talk, so he must not be able to talk. Yeah. Um, worst entrance gimmick on a new main roster wrestler. They gave it to Neville. Um, I don't see exactly what's bad about. Like Neville doesn't have a gimmick. Like he's like a super, super high flyer. He probably thinks the cape is just whack. That's all. Yeah. I mean, welcome to pro wrestling. Um, he, has he ever seen <laughs> Austin Aries' cape? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and short ass cape. Speaking of that, that man's a free agent. They're talking about um, they might want him in NXT, huh? Which would be long overdue. Um, the most puzzling man who ever lived. Huh? Go ahead. The greatest man who ever lived, huh? Yeah. You know. Um, what else we have? The most puzzling new finisher. We got uh, Seth Rollins doing the pedigree. Yeah, it doesn't quite fit him. Like, he's not big enough. In my opinion. I mean, I have no disagreements with that because I still think it's... Like, he still doesn't have a finisher, in my opinion. Like, yeah, he's using... He can, yeah, that's fine. He's using it, but he's putting away people. It doesn't mean it's his. Right. Same thing once it's all put him... Uh, put Cena in the sharpshooter uh, on Monday. Just because you put somebody in a sharpshooter doesn't mean that you're Bret Hart. And you're supposed to put people away the same way. And it, it just doesn't look right either way. So just like, okay, fine. Uh, the most jaw-dropping finisher, Neville with the red arrow. It, it looks great every time he does it. He never botches. He always gets great air. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, except for when they purposely kick him off the ropes and a stun, he falls on his neck. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. Every time, perfect. Uh, the most deserved push. They put the prime time players. Why? <laughs> well, if this is Titus O'Neil, then maybe. But Darren Young, like he's clearly the Genetti. Um, the least compelling title challenger. 
Big show. I mean, you could you could make an argument for Miz here. Uh, I don't know. Like, well, first off, what title did Big Show contend for? He's contending for the Intercontinental title right now. No, but I thought, okay, but that, all right, we're talking about the secondary titles, and fine, whatever. I ain't got no title shot. Like, <laughs> if that's, that's the case, well, if, that's a, if like, we talk about the top I, title, I, it's I, Roman Reigns, bitch. But <laughs> 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 like, we gonna, we gonna basically pull this title back and forth. And see, and then go black off of that. And see how y'all like it. By WrestleMania, uh, most stagnated storyline: Rusev versus Dolph Ziggler slash Lana. Uh, this isn't fair because Ziggler, or excuse me, Rusev is obviously injured, and they're doing the best they can with it. And it's pretty much it's Rusev in them jumpsuits. That shit works. I don't know why, but it does. Like. Like he basically like like looks like this crusty Russian guy, even though he's not Russian. Um, like Euro guy, basically, you know, after this this gorgeous woman, pretty much, and I think it's gonna lead to roots of turning face eventually. Like people the, just the, the suit. The suit works because it reminds you of a. Uh, it reminds. It reminds you like the, the type of the type of like New Yorker, like the older like New Yorker that will wear like a velour suit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it fits into that kind of look. What did you think of the cat fight, though? I mean, got physical out there. I honestly, I think any, I think I think the obvious. You know, how people talk about cheap heat. I think like the cheapest pop. It, other outside of saying I'm glad, you know, pulling the whole McFoley, I'm glad to be back in, you know, the city of Chicago type of deal, uh-huh. uh, or you know, fin- or finally the Rockets come back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think the cheapest pop you can possibly come up with is a woman slapping another woman. <laughs> and why well, is like, why is that, woman, James? <laughs> woman slaps woman slaps other woman and then incites a cat fight. Everybody's going, everyone's losing their shit about that. Why? I don't know, but uh Well, Lana has works. been a statue Every- for a year. Like imagine, she hasn't been a statue for a year. Like imagine if, if like Sister Sherry just hauled off and slapped Elizabeth in the face. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like people would have lost their shit, I feel like. Um Yeah, they would have. Like uh I'm I'm interested to see where they go next. But uh most stagnated storyline like that Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns storyline wasn't worth a damn, bro. Not worth a damn. Uh, uh you could do uh the most stagnant storyline. You could do like the the championship Bellas, but you know, whatever. Seth Rollins and Randy Orton was also not exciting either. Um Yeah. You know, you can't use RKO anymore. Well, take away his what makes him. <laughs> let, let's just take away the most exciting part of his gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like quite possibly the most exciting move in sports entertainment today. Let's take that away. Yeah. Now, now y'all go out there and run it. It's like, hey, LeBron, you're not allowed to use your right hand. <laughs> like, we gonna send you out no. there with one arm tied around your back. The better will be like, yeah, LeBron, you're not allowed to drive left. Wow. <laughs> Nah, forget that. Um, nah, you just, you just you, 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 you can play, but you're not allowed to drive left. 
Period. Well, hey, Manu Ginobili or James Harden. Why don't you? Why, how's that right hand doing today? We're gonna make you use that. You know, how, <laughs> how, how's your right hand three pointer? Okay. Um, <laughs> they uh, had another one. Best briefly resuscitated storyline. And it was Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, which was great for the two months that we had it. But you know, I felt like Dean Ambrose proved a lot. Like, he could hang as, you know, the champion one day, maybe. Um, I still want to see him as a heel at some point. But Dean Ambrose is consistently one of the one of the most exciting characters. And he's a guy that you you can pretty much attach other guys to, a la Roman Reigns. Um, to basically help them get over, which I feel like that's a very valuable asset to have. Like even with Daniel Bryan, like pretty much co-opting Reigns, we still wasn't no like no one was like yeah we cool with this Reigns shit. But if, if Reigns stand next to Ambrose, it's like okay, Roman Reigns ain't that bad. Would you agree? Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just not. I'm not sure how much is actually like. It's actually how many favors it actually is doing for Roman Reigns, though. Yeah. Um, the most unfortunate injury, he had Daniel Bryan and Tyson Kidd, like you said, as if they're on any type of even playing field. Uh, Tyson Kidd was in the tag team division. Uh, it's unfortunate. He had, you know, he's going to be out for a year. Uh, Not only was he in the tag team division, he was the Janetti of the tag team division. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Daniel Bryan. Um, closed WrestleMania 30 and won the Intercontinental title back WrestleMania 31. And, you know, who knows what they were, were planning to do with him. You know, they had the John Cena open challenge. Maybe they could have had the Daniel Bryan open challenge. If we get, you know, 15 Daniel Bryan matches like that, we're talking about a whole nother ball game this year's Wrestler of the Year. Um, yep. And so I, I would say that's not a tie at all. Um, the best. No, it's not. The best pay-per-view uh, non-exclusive network event was obviously WrestleMania. There's nothing that's coming close to that. Yeah. Um, they, they could try for SummerSlam. Looks like Battleground's going to be good. But, you know, you always get with Battleground or these pay-per-views, you always get the threats of A, a dusty finish, B, no match at all, or C, just, yeah, we just, we just going to find, we just trying to find a way to move, you know, the storyline over to, to get to SummerSlam. Like, if they came out there and fucked Brock Lesnar like with a disqualification, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, he said the worst pay-per-view network exclusive event was Payback slash the Royal Rumble. Um, it's the Royal Rumble, and it's not even close. Well, there was, I mean, there was only one match where it's like that we'll ever even talk about. Right. On the positive side. But um, I don't even remember <clears throat> what was on Payback. Payback was the first John Cena Rusev match. Payback was Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Payback was um, no, 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 no. That's fa- no Daniel Bryan. Excuse me, that, I'm fast thinking Fastlane. Wow, that messed me all up. Payback wasn't good at all. Um, Payback 2015 was the Fatal Four Way match. What was on Payback though? It was the Fatal Four Way match. It was uh, there was Rollins, Reigns, Ambrose, and Orton. It was Neville and Barrett. It was the the I quit match with Cena and Rusev, which wasn't great. Um, yeah, that was pretty bad. Bray Wyatt and Wait, Ryback. But, then big, but they also, but that match, or that paper you also had, didn't yes, they have the, the, the Roman Reigns Big Show uh, match? Mm, that no. was good? No. 
That was Extreme Rules. Okay, never mind. Um, the New Day and Tyson Kidd in the two out of three falls match. That was very good. Sheamus and Ziggler was good. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, that's better than Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, it is. The Royal Rumble was just an absolute debacle. Um, yeah, that was like, literally, that was, was it, it was a three-hour match or three-hour pay-per-view, and then only like 25 minutes was really good. Yep. Um, so you were stuck with like, you know. Yeah, they, um, <laughs> I'm just going to read this off of Wikipedia. All right, the entire event, besides the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, was widely criticized. The very negative reaction of the fans attending the event in Philadelphia towards the Royal Rumble match and its winner was described as being even worse than the 2014 event. When Daniel Bryan was eliminated in the first half of the match, the crowd repeatedly chanted for his name for the second half of the match while booing other wrestlers making their entrance to the match, including the eventual winner and usual fan favorite, Roman Reigns. The crowd grew even more unhappy when Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose were eliminated and chanted for the anti-American villain Rusev when the main event came down to Rusev and Reigns as well as chants of bullshit and CM Punk. Reigns was booed after winning the main event, even after he received The Rock's endorsement, and The Rock was heckled for helping Reigns. Some fans took to social media to display their displeasure at Brian's elimination. Um, I think some is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. And they're also, we want refund chance. They're also, uh, a please retire chance, uh, directed towards Big Show and Kane. Like, it, it was, it was hey. just. If they knew like, it, that. That was like the worst. That was like the worst like crowd reaction I think I've ever seen. Like since we, since I've gotten back to watch the wrestling, which is like the whole crowd just revolting is like, no fuck what you just guys just did. That was stupid. Right. Um, <laughs> I heard. I, I forgot where I heard. I think it was Jim Cornette said something like they could have saved this whole thing by not bringing back Daniel Bryan at all until Correct. until like basically Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. And then after the last guy's eliminated, Daniel Bryan's music hits, and he comes out to the ring like, you know, me and you, we need to talk, pretty much. And then yep. that's how you do it, like, to get them to the, you know, whatever. And then everyone's like, oh, shit, we need to tune in to see what's going to happen next. Like, you know, all right, Daniel Bryan's obviously got a problem with this man. You know, the whole, and this is the first time we see him with no type of lead-up or anything. Yeah. So. I mean, they might have been. It might be a situation. Well, I mean, you know, we've heard the situation was that they got a like Daniel Bryan called him and was like, "Yeah, I'm cleared," and they just threw his ass on TV that Monday, and then all some two weeks later, he's you know they they're moving SmackDown to Thursday from Friday, and they needed somebody <laughs> to be the anchor for the show, and now they finally had one, and and they they used him two weeks to build Daniel Bryan up, and two weeks, and people were ready to see Daniel Bryan, you know. Get his shot back, and it, you know yeah. it didn't happen, and people weren't having it. And it was it was all the big guys, you know. Yeah, that too. All the big guys just just walking around, slowing it down. Them boys walking it up the court out there. Yeah, you that know, happened too. You know, Kane and Big Show, Final Four, 2015. Yeah. Do me a favor. Actually, you probably don't want to do this. But no. 
And also, um, another part about it was, the, I know we're rehashing old shit, bear with us, folks, but at the same time, like, they, they also, they were throwing out uh, Ziggler, and they're, yes. they're throwing out uh, Daniel, or not Daniel Bryan, Ambrose. they were also throwing out Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt, like, they were just pieces, slabs of meat. Yep. Yeah. They threw him over the top like he was trash. Knock him out and just throw him, just gently toss him over the top. Well, he ain't even hurt when he fell. Um... Yeah, and it was just so like somebody must have thought it was 1985 when they booked this Royal Rumble, um, and that so was Hogan? before. Look, that, yes, like this is just such a Hulk Hogan side. Like, couldn't you have just swapped reigns with like Hogan pretty much, and then have Hogan overcome all the monsters at once? Like, come on, man! Like, I don't know. Well, man. They're, well. I say no because if you had Hulk Hogan come out and do that, they wouldn't have booed that way. <laughs> That's true. That's we true. like Hulk Hogan. That's true. That's we would have rooted for Hogan. Daniel or uh, Roman Reigns? Nah, bro. Nah, bro. That thing is, we saw that shit coming from like four months out too. Like, yeah, he's gonna win Rumble. He's gonna win Royal Rumble. Everyone's like, he better not win Royal Rumble. He better not win Royal Rumble. I got Daniel Bryan's here. Daniel Bryan's going. It ain't going to be Roman Reigns. It's going to be one of them two. So it can't, it can't you know, it's got to be Daniel Bryan. Oh, not Daniel Bryan. Oh, it's going to be Roman Reigns. Boo. Boo this man. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Um, I got news for everybody. I think Roman Reigns is winning the Royal Rumble again next year. <laughs> you mentioned this again. I can't believe he did this. Um, Bro, I'm going to say to you what I said to you when you said, uh, when we were on the phone earlier about this, man, before we started uh, the podcast, it can't be this. It just can't. <laughs> Look, can't do it. Or what, what was no. that? Um, what was it? Was uh, Mike Singletary? What was the quote he was saying? Can't, can't win with them. I, I want winners. Can't do it. Can't win with them. Awesome. <laughs> can't do it. Yeah, man. Uh, look, WWE. Look, we gonna get Roman Reigns at some point, bro. Bro, if they're going if they're going to make him champion, they they can't do it with Royal Rumble. Like they can't do it and have a, a three or a, a two or three month set up to uh, WrestleMania and lead in. They can't do it. If they're going to do it, he's got to put his ass in. Like or they just have to give him the belt. They can't be out or give him a match to get the belt. Like they can't be out here doing this doing this shit. No one wants to see that again. Mm-hmm. Like. It'll just be progressively worse. Like first we got Batista instead of Daniel Bryan. Now we then we got. Roman Reigns instead of Daniel Bryan. Now we got Roman Reigns again. Instead of like, everybody. Look, and by that time, the Royal Rumble is going to be in Orlando, right? You can bet that some NXT guys are going to be in there. Like, you can bet Finn Balor is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Sami Zayn's going to be in the Royal Rumble. I, I'm predicting that's when he shows back up. I think, I know we talked about Lesnar versus, Rant versus uh, Owens at WrestleMania next year. I think Sami Zayn comes out and they get a WrestleMania match next year. And, you know, they're both in the Royal Rumble. They eliminate each other. You know, you set them off on their program there. But, um... Sami Zayn and, and Owens? Yeah. Yeah, that makes some sense. Like, I, I like for that to, to happen in a little bit of storytelling. Like, you know, basically, you know, they promote Zayn that night. All right, go get the guy that, that fucks you up. And took your spot. Yeah. Um... Matches of the year thus far. Um, I went on Reddit and asked a question to, about wrestlers of the year, but I didn't talk about matches of the year. Um, 
I'm just going to throw this out there before, you know, someone says, oh, you guys didn't talk about anything globally. I think Nakamura versus Bushi might have been the best match of the year, but we're talking about WWE. Um, the, well, I mean, who listens to this podcast that doesn't already know that? I mean, you never know. Just just want to throw it out there as a qualifier. Um, you know, like a qualifying offer, you know, Jim Butler. <laughs> um, obviously, we had the uh, triple threat um, at the Royal Rumble with Rollins and Reigns. Excuse me, Rollins, Cena, and Lesnar. Um, forgetting these guys' names. Uh, we had Pape or Fastlane, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns. I didn't think we had a match of the year candidate at WrestleMania. Oh, no, yes, we did. We had uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. That was a match of the year candidate. Yep. Um, versus Roman versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that guy. That guy won the match. Um, extreme rules. I I can't think of anything off of that that was particularly like because it wasn't that goddamn um, Russian chain match. Definitely not. No, not at all. <laughs> um, Roman Reigns and Big Show. I mean, you could say it was a candidate. I wouldn't think it would win. It was um, really good. Then I don't. I wouldn't put that on the list, but it was really good. Then we had, let's see, Cena and Owens, one and two. Um, I I would just say the John Cena open challenge, the very best of the John Cena open challenges could be their own entry. Yeah, because the Cesaro matches up there, the Dean Ambrose matches up there. um, The The Neville, Zane. uh, Yeah, the Wade Bear matches up there too. Let me see. I feel like, like... Uh, he had a good match with a good four minute match with Zack Ryder for heaven's sake. <laughs> was it like three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a list of, of all the all the guys from the Open Challenge right now. Oh, another match that goes on the list is uh the Daniel Bryan and um, the Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns Gauntlet tag match on SmackDown. Yes, with the against the more importantly, the part with the Usos. Yes, yes, um, that's the main part. Also, Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler uh, for Intercontinental Title oh, yeah. the night after the night WrestleMania. After. I watched that match in sadness. Like that was like the last, you know, great Daniel Bryan match, pretty much. <laughs> um, you could say the Intercontinental Title match at WrestleMania. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh I don't think it would ever win, but you can mention. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Yeah, underrated. Very underrated. Uh, like, he's the greatest RKO ever. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Like, seeing as like how... That, exactly. Seeing, seeing as how, you know, he hasn't caught Neville off the Red Arrow with that shit yet. But... <laughs> it can't do that. He'll he, break his neck. Or he hasn't caught, caught Rollins off the Phoenix Flash. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But he did catch Evan Bourne off that uh, shooting star press, which was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, but it was even better than that. That's how good it was. I think, hands down, the gimmick of the year has to be the John Cena Open Challenge. Okay, yeah. Like, ain't, no, yeah, ain't nobody topping this. Like, he had a, oh, yeah, the Stardust match was good also. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's... Yeah, they. Uh, you can say what you, you can say what you want to as far as how good it was, but the, one of the most entertaining matches of the year was Sting versus Triple H. The first go, the first time you watch yeah, it, that's just thoroughly watch it. entertaining. Look, don't 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 watch that shit again and then be like, oh no, that shit wasn't really you know. All right, 
Shit, when, when you heard that, break it down, you know, you knew it was on. <laughs> you had the NWO coming out there doing shit that made zero sense. Nope, none at all. You know, we gonna help this guy. You know, and ima- imagine if you're 15 years old, you have no idea like of anything of any of this. Oh, they were in WCW. That it, it didn't jive with me. It still doesn't jive with me. But whatever. Like I still was just like that. Doesn't make any sense. Like if NWO's coming out during the Sting match. They're about to whoop Sting's ass. Yeah. Or Sting was gonna whoop their ass with the bat. Yeah, that's true. Like it's uh, it's crazy. Um, who else we got on here? Um, worst matches of the year. Is there anything in particular that sticks out to you? Oh, wow. I know, um, I know I have one in mind. Worst matches of the year. Oh, the, uh, the tag team elimination chamber. Oh, I take that back. No, no. the intercontinental the elimination intercontinental chamber. <laughs> both stunk. But especially that one. Bad. Um, yeah, that one, they, um, they botched it. Yeah. It, it was just flat. Yes, um, any Naomi and, uh, any Naomi and Nikki match, they have zero chemistry together. None. I think they were all terrible. They are like the Bizarro, Ziggler, and Del Rio. Wow. Um... And I don't know if you got you got my message about it, but Ziggler and or excuse me, uh, Del Rio is teaming up with Rey Mysterio to fight the Young Bucks somewhere in the Indies. Um, I need to get an eye pay review on that. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, bad matches. Bad matches. There's been a lot of bad oh. matches. The two, we just talked about it. The 2015 Royal Rumble. Yes, that's the worst match of the year. <laughs> fuck fuck that everything the else. Year. That's the worst <laughs> match of the year. Like, Divas have had better <laughs> matches than that. Like, bad Divas. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they, they ain't generate this. They, ain't, they didn't start all of this. Where we were like, look, man, we don't know if you want to watch wrestling anymore. Like, I yeah. imagine like somebody like stop watching wrestling over Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah. Somewhere, someone really canceled that network and didn't pick it back up. Yeah, uh, it ain't just talk. Look, I uh, that that leads me into the next thing. Like, I, I just recently uh, submitted a column. Um, it's not up yet, but I'll give you guys a uh, preview uh, through this. Um, it's basically um, the nine reasons your friends stop watching wrestling. So. I, I talked about a, a lot of things. I didn't really go into, you know, pretty much like angle stuff. Like, yeah, you know, like James, for example, stopped watching during the Triple H uh, 2000, just beating everybody. Uh, WrestleMania 2000. I actually showed him the, the end to that match like a couple weeks ago or maybe like a month or two ago. And he was just like blown. Like, yeah, they fuck rock in back to back to back WrestleManias. Like, <laughs> In the main event, mind you, um, and and then we were like, it all makes sense why why they let that man beat Hogan and why they let that man beat Cena and then beat Austin after that. Like they had to. Rock was putting everybody over. Like uh, in back to back years, he got screwed by, by Vince McMahon in back to back years in, in WrestleMania in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, 
Like, they didn't like imagine they did that shit now. Like, we would kill them. Oh, yeah. But that is so lazy. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, so the first reason it was, like, uh, expanded, like, too much programming. You know, the three-hour thing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. first it was like, uh, you know, it's a good thing. You know, we thought it was a good thing because it would give us more time to see less shown stars or give us more of who people wanted to see. Um, but they they just like, it's a marathon now. Like, you know, after SummerSlam, it's about to be rough. Sometimes before SummerSlam, it's rough. Um, and yep. it's, and you know, there's so much programming. And then, you know, the average motherfucker, like, that's not like us, knows, like, when this shit's going to pick up. They're just tuning in. They see it like a regular TV show. Like, yeah, I missed two weeks. I'm totally out of the loop now. I'm not watching anymore. But, um, you know, then the next one, it was like uh, the change in the product focus, pretty much. It was, uh, you know, every era, you're bound to lose fans pretty much because they're, people are going to leave with their guys. Unless you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to watch it. You know, we cover this shit now, so... Like, I imagine if you was all about that Hogan, Savage, and Warrior life when Bret Hart, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels, and Diesel showed up, you were like, what the fuck is this? And yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. Like, I'm not with this. Like, people were talking about new Jack, the new generation. I'm not with this new Jack shit. I'm just not. <laughs> right. Uh, like, Razor, what the fuck is the Razor Ramon? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he talk like that? <laughs> like wasn't that Scott Hall from AWA? Right. Like, why is all of a sudden he's, he's he's Cuban now? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, you know, like Shawn Michaels, he's a tag team wrestler. This is hell no. Look, he will never turn out to be good. <laughs> he won't ever win a world championship. Yeah, too small, too small. Yeah. You know, look, The Undertaker, that should have be gone a year. Like, <laughs> a fucking dead guy? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, bitch. Oh, man. And then, you know, Bret Hart. Like, he can't even fucking talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I can imagine, you know, you coming from Savage Word and Hogan, you know, to, to that at the end of 92. You're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to cut my losses. And Especially if, after Miller, were like, yeah, all these dudes is leaving because and there's all this steroids. And you like find out all this stuff with the steroids and like wrestling being fake that you find out like through the news and stuff. Yep. Definitely, people would be like, nah, man. But like through those new guys, they pretty much had to retrain the audience like on to what the new standard was. Um, and then all those old guys showed up in WCW, so you know they're like, you know, okay, yeah, everyone that was watching them, oh, we'll just watch WCW now. We're not. About to be on this Bret Hart shit, um, but you know, as the as the story goes, uh, the new generation gives birth to the Attitude Era, um, and those two, I don't. There's not much of a drop off because there's they're still on the ascent there. So guys like Stone Cold, The Rock, and Triple H show up, and also with half naked women, um, they find the formula for success in wrestling. Basically, explodes from there. The combination of that. And, you know, the NWO and being the hottest angle in the last 25 years, um, pretty much. And then those guys get old, slash injured, slash burned out, slash, uh, you know, retired, whatever. 
And then they get into this this post attitude era where they have too many guys, but some of them only wrestle on Mondays, some of them only wrestle on Thursdays, and Stone Cold becomes a bad guy, and we don't really want to watch this shit anymore because there's no WCW. So a lot of people dropped off then. Um, yeah. Then you know we get we go through that whole era, and then the PG thing comes up. You get Cena, and you get people like us that happen to come back pretty much because of The Rock. Uh, came back, but and my main point was wrestling fans will always stop watching because they always have. Um, it just happens whenever an era changes. Uh, what WWE counts on is replacing that fan, and they just have to pick the right approach to replenish us. So, and they have so many, like, <clears throat> the network is going to be the best thing that happens to them in the long run. Because people will always go back and want to watch what they saw, you know, in their youth. Um, you know, the net, which leads us into the next thing. It was like uh, their favorite wrestlers retired slash the talent pool dried up. How many times have you ran into somebody that said, you know, I used to watch it when Austin, The Rock, Hogan, Macho Man, or Shawn Michaels was on. All the time. Um, <clears throat> and I was saying, you know, like, those people aren't particularly saying anything bad. But look at all those names. Like, those guys are, are retired, dead, movie stars, are way too injured to ever, you know, go out there again. Right. Um, where are we at? Yeah, imagine, like, in the talent pool dried up. Imagine in 2002, you seeing generic John Cena and, and Deacon Batista show up. You gonna be cool with that? I'm not. <laughs> And I wasn't because I had already stopped watching by then. So yeah, I had stopped watching while Rock was still well, Rock. Was, it was still in his zenith. So I was like, oh, no, man, I'm good. Like you out here, like you out here dealing with this, dealing with this shit. These impossible odds. How about this? You ain't even have me on following Dusty Rhodes. I'm good. Right. I'm not going to follow this chase where you hold the belt for a week. Fuck out of here. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck this company. Uh, next one. Short transitions in life. Pretty much when you go from like uh, either elementary to middle school or high school to college, you're going to stop watching wrestling at some point. Whether it's the increase in your workload or, you know, the new relationships that are formed in each avenue. Like, people are going to start looking at you crazy at that age, at those ages, if you're out here watching wrestling. Like, you got to find a way to get into it after those points. Or just bite the bullet and say, fuck it, I'm a fan for life. But, uh... Yeah. So are those all the, the ones you came up with? Oh, there's still more. <laughs> okay. Um, we got same old shit, which is more like, you know, generic heel champion running forever. Um, or uh, people having the same matches over and over again. Um, or them showing their hands too early. Like with guys like Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Benoit, that's a big one. Um, basically, Benoit, like his death and the uh, the role, like you know, his suicide and murder of his wife and his kid was almost the straw that broke the camel's back. As all these wrestlers were dying every year anyway, then it was like, yo, you know what? I'm done. I can't just watch this shit anymore. We don't know what the hell is going on. It was right off of Guerrero's death with, with a heart attack and all that. Benoit, they have the whole CTE thing, but I think at the time people didn't buy that shit. Like CTE ain't no fucking CTE. You just don't kill your, you know, your wife and your child, which is a perfectly understandable viewpoint. But I feel like since then, the um, 
the knowledge of concussions, like we like how we know how, what it does to a person um, more now in 2015 than we did in 2007. So I'm not saying right. people are going to start looking at him in a different way, like oh, it's not his fault because yeah, he killed somebody, but. CTE played a role, bro. Like he had a he had an eighty five year old uh, Alzheimer's patient's brain. Well, it depends. It de- like because here's the thing: most people don't like go back in retrospect when they talk about certain things. Because you know, like a lot of that stuff is out of sight, out of mind. Right. But if I were because because here's one thing I can say to you: saying when you mentioned the Benoit thing about people might change their minds, the reason mm-hmm. why I don't think that's necessarily true, and like if they were ever to think about it in retrospect, is because. If we were to go back in time and think about CTA in the terms of OJ Simpson, mm-hmm. no one like no one's having that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no well, one's having that. There's you know there's I mean? a whole there's so, a whole another factor in the OJ Simpson case. No, but like no one's no one's going back and rethinking. Oh my God, this dude might have just been a cra- a person that was turned crazy, mm-hmm. as opposed to he's just a cold blooded murdering son of a bitch and leaving it at that. And the N word also, you throw that on there. Yeah, that too, for a lot of people. <laughs> um, people weren't kids anymore. Um, pretty much, you know, right. all, the, all the kids that think Santa Claus is real, they're the perfect targets for an industry that's based on a lie. Yeah, perfect marks. Um, and then once those kids pretty much, you know, someone starts slipping them, you know, that, 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 that pill in their drink that wrestling's not real anymore, you know, that deception turns to resentment pretty much. And jig is up. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they want to ruin that magic for other people because they don't want to feel like they've been had. So, you know, they're not kids anymore. Um another one was I had two more. It was they watch the UFC now. Um Yeah. A lot, a lot of guys, you know, they're like, Oh, we we were not watching that fake shit, you know, whatever, da da da. But <clears throat> I find it ironic with UFC is UFC is exciting when they borrow from pro wrestling. When there's Correct. a guy that's, that's talking ass shit, and and wrestling well, and wrestling is more exciting when it borrows from the realness of UFC. Well, I would say that UFC is at its best when they actually have a star in the ring, or Agreed. when or when they do the the rest a lot of the wrestling stuff. Um, like Vince says, UFC isn't his competition, but in a traditional sense, he's right. But in today's world, like of competition from all angles, UFC's like the sleeping giant. Like he better not fuck with if they if they hit on the right guys. Um, and then the monopoly of WWE. Um, basically, that entire generation of fans that was NWA Southern Wrestling that said, "You know what? I ain't watching that cartoon shit. I'll never watch wrestling again if Vince owns this shit." You know. And while I said, you know, there's there are other options in wrestling now, if you really want to be that person, um, you can watch New Japan, you can watch Ring of Honor, TNA, Lucha Underground. The fact is, it's taken so long for any of them to become like, you know, viable in the in the consciousness of even the average person that many of those fans that quit back in 2001, they're not coming back just to watch these guys they've never heard of. So... You know, pretty much. Wrestling, I mean, another part of it is just that wrestling's, um, you know, like wrestling's just not in a, it's not in a boom. Like, like when it was, you know, the Attitude Era situation was like the big, or the Attitude Era, or the Monday Night Wars, it was the biggest time ever. Like, you had all of these dudes, like, still, 
it's pretty much like imaginative, like Bird, Dr. J, or not necessarily, but like Bird and Magic, careers weren't cut short. You had like the best people from the 80s still out here wrestling at the time when like you had Michael Jordan around and Hakeem Olajuwon and Shaq and Penny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like all the dudes that were still available to be around that were superstars were still around to wrestle with all these guys that were coming into their own. Yeah, and I mean, and there was like it, because there were two promotions, like all these guys had time to like get, do their thing, as so opposed to two labels. And the like after the expand after the uh, the merger, and all these dudes are cramped in on one show, and they're all in the same company, and you know, egos start like, getting hurt. Part, like there's all types of weird stuff where like guys don't have enough time to do sh- to have their own shine or whatever, and instead of there being four shows on per week between Raw and SmackDown and Nitro and Thunder, there's only two. Yep. Even though Thunder sucked, but you get my point. Yeah. Like, Thunder sucked from the beginning, too. <laughs> like, like I, I want to say one of the first WCW Thunders, they had Sting hand a belt back over. Like, like ain't nobody signing up for that shit. Like, after the NWO, like, Hold on, Sting giving back the belt, bro? This is bullshit. Like, in, in retrospect, like, they pulled some Dusty Rhodes shit with Sting. They were like, yeah, we gonna have this man chase this man for a year. We gonna give him this belt, and he's gonna basically uh, hand this shit right, yeah, right back, back to back Hogan. Them motherfuckers, they got us so good. Uh, so, one thing I think you might want to think about uh, for that is um, just the fact of, like, Wrestling television isn't as good as the like the uh, like wrestling television isn't as good as let's say whatever else is on TV. So like Monday, like one of the things growing up I always had to deal with was am I going to watch Nitro or am I going to watch Raw or am I going to watch Randy Moss going nuts in, in Lambo Lambo Field? Like which one am I going to watch? Yeah, and that, I mean that was also an issue, and then you know. Just, just in general, like now that we have um, so many more options as far as like with Netflix and the WWE Network and Hulu and Amazon uh, and DVR, yeah, you come to a choice. Like, do I want to watch wrestling, which you know, a lot of wrestling is bad, or do I want to, or can I cherry pick the best shows on television or my favorite shows on television? And typically speaking, you're not going to find too many people that that favorite show period is wrestling. Just like of any kind. This is not really a normal thing. Mm-hmm. You know. And you're also going up against other sporting events at times, too. Yeah, like the NBA Finals or the <clears throat> NCAA Finals. Um, Dude, if I, if, I, if I have to, like... The All-Star Game. Another, if I have to do with another wrestling pay-per-view, being on a Sunday, or I'm not sorry, being on the Sunday, same Sunday as the Finals or, or, the, or the All-Star Game, I may snap. Because I specifically remember um, 2012 finals, it was the Heat and the Thunder, and it was the same day as No Way Out. Um, 2013, they avoided that because they did it June 1st in the 20... Mm, no, that was 2014. They did it June 1st and June 29th. 2013, I don't remember if it was during a finals game or not. It was. That was game five of the finals. <clears throat> yeah, I remember, yeah. And then this year we had game five of the finals, you know, going against, what was it, Elimination Chamber? 
Yeah. And I'm sitting at the bar and I'm just in misery. Because I'm sitting there like, why wow, both means I'm not either or like it much. No, it was money in the bank, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was yeah. early June. It was in so, money, yeah, money yeah, in yeah, the bank. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so Vince got to stop thinking that, you know, he's just going to have us watching. Because I watch Game 5 live. I don't know about, about anybody else, but I watch Game 5. Same here. Well, I was stuck watching both, but I was just like, it was just a mess. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's been a it's been an interesting half year. Um, no Daniel Bryan, no sign of him ever coming back again. Uh, he might be concussed. Like that Bret Hart style, bro. I will never let this shit go, bro. Still be talking about you. Will still be talking about. Yep, no Daniel Bryan. Yep. Yeah, bro. Like I read an article. I think it was Marcus K. Dowling. What up, Marcus? Where he said Daniel Bryan basically was comparing Attitude Era guys to right now guys. He was like Daniel Bryan is literally Shawn Michaels. Like he's gonna fuck around and have to retire before he gets to have these classic matches with all these new guys about to come up, like Finn Balor. Like Neville, like Owens, like and it just was like fuck. How Sean never got to wrestle The Rock. He never got to fight Triple H like at his heel zenith, like the 2000 Triple H. He never got to fight like you know do the rematches with Austin. He you know, yeah, he, he didn't get too many more matches with Mick Foley. Yeah, so y- y'all want some more? Anybody depressed about Dan Bryan? Just just how you love that. You know. Well, you you managed to you know make it more depressing than usual. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Uh, we had Dustin one, of day, one of these days. I'm gonna make you you know give essentially a eulogy of his career, so you just finally have some closure and you let it go. Nah, man. I can't. I can't do that, bro. <laughs> I can't do that, bro. Like. I don't know if I, I said this on air, but there was one day, I don't know if it was like a month ago maybe, I was randomly like watching Daniel Bryan matches I've never seen before on the indies just just to watch Daniel Bryan. Like, <laughs> like I was going through um, the SmackDown episodes, just the the ones I missed uh, leaning, leading up. Like, I was like, oh, whatever. You know, he was wrestling on SmackDown. I took it for granted, you know. Then went back and watched these shits. I was like, man, this is bullshit. I still haven't gone back and watched that Sheamus match. Ain't gonna do it either. It's not like he it's not like he dies or there's any moment in the match that you see and you're like, wow, that's that just ended his career. You never or know. Or oh wow, some injury just took just took in place. Like all you see, you just think it's a regular match. You don't think anything of it. See, I didn't know that. I thought it was like something like the kick, like with the Goldberg and Bret Hart. Nah, it's just people don't like Sheamus, so they act like, oh my god, look how unsafe he is, look what he did. And it's like, well, I just seen him do that to Ziggler five times, so how is that supposed to be like, what did it to him, as opposed to wrestling, and that's it, all you have to say. Like, how oh my god, how did that happen? Wrestling, that's how it happened. Bruh, change the topic. I, I just seen this meme, uh, it's like, how Kobe Bryant recruits free agents, and it basically is the Denzel training day Speech at the end. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on me. Yeah. Said, <laughs> you niggas be playing ball in Pelican Bay. Yeah. 
Shoe program. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Shoe program. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean that man at the end. That is it's ending badly for him. I mean, do you want to transition to talk a little bit about NBA? I mean, we could do that. Like we're like, let's see, we're uh, sixty-eight minutes in. We could we could do like yeah. ten minutes. Um, yeah, I'm a Laker fan, as everyone knows. Um, it looks like the, the, the Lakers are getting their Ryan Howard on right now and striking out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Kobe can't just walk up to these guys in 2015 like, yeah. So when they say, hey, so, so Kobe, how you think we're going to play together? Um, and then Kobe basically, you know, he gets that look. And he's like, fuck you mean? Like, you know, you're going to get the rebound. You know, I'm going to shoot. And you're going to be like Paul Gasol pretty much. Like, that's how I'm, I imagine it going. And, I don't think it went. I don't think it went that. I don't think Kobe would would, would talk that brash to, to or, a potential free agent that or, he's trying to suit. But or, at the same time. Or like, I he think was, something along the lines of he said it's gonna go like Kobe is gonna go like how it was between me and Powell. And it's like well, without one, knowing how, and when the, I imagine Marcus Aldridge is like, bro, you treated Powell like shit, and two, you're not that same Kobe Bryant anymore. So what are we doing here? Yeah, um, I think we we have to go try to get Greg Monroe, and you know, good luck with that. Yeah, save save a couple of dollars, you know, and try to go get a forward. Give somebody to back up Kobe. I mean, yeah. Um, Anthony Davis made a shitload of money today. Yeah. Um, five years, a hundred. Was it forty nine? No, forty five. Yeah, one forty five. So it's twenty nine yeah. a year. Yep. And and let the crazy contrast begin. Yeah, man. It's only gonna get worse from here. Uh, worst contract of the day. Oh, Amir Johnson. Two years, twenty-four million dollars. <laughs> I wouldn't pay Amir. I would, I would, like, look, honestly, I wouldn't let Amir Johnson been, come on One Nation Radio. It's always been the situation to where, because there are caps in places where guys that you know, even though the, cal- the salary cap is jumping ridiculously high, when the cap was at um, in the high fifties, the best players in the league, the Kobe's at the time, and the Wade's at the time, and LeBron's. Those guys were worth forty, like on an open market. If there were no uh, max uh, cap hold on the stopping the amount of money you can make, those guys were worth forty and fifty million dollars annually. But, like, but because they they had those in place to where guys can only make there's a limit on how, the amount of money guys can make at the top. The middle class made more money than they should have because there were more money available. Mm-hmm. So you always had guys that were making like wow, you have a guy that's really worth nine million dollars making twelve. And this is a cap, perfect example of that. Like now with the cap going up, Amir Johnson, he's worth what I'd say probably seven million dollars per year. He's just twelve. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, you're familiar with the Dan Gilbert letter to LeBron James, correct? Yeah. Apparently, someone has spoofed this um, and sent. LeBron James's free agency ransom note to Dan Gilbert. Okay. So I'm just going to read off these 10 things. Okay. Number Wait, one. Is it, what is, 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 a, is, a, is a manifesto? 
It's a, it's a, it's a list. It has a list. It has a list of, of stuff is going on. It's a manifesto, huh? Yeah, you know. Okay. All right, number one. From now on, Coach Blatt has to pose all of his play calls in the form of a question. <laughs> and every time okay. he calls us fellas, we get pizza. Wow. Shump is no longer allowed to go more than three days without getting his top level. By game five, dude looked like the leaning tower of pizza. Wow. Number three, Barack Obama got to address JR's shot selection. What? What? Number four, we're we're calling Perkins sweet cakes from now on, or delicious. Delicious sweet cakes. I like that. Okay. Number five, Brian Winhurst got to put on a jingle collar or something before entering the locker room. Canary face (laughs) having a hearty boy lunchbox on it. He think he's slick. That's funny. Number six, Verizal got to be the lead character in Magic Mike 3. <laughs> do we even know? I mean, I'm sure they're going to do a third one, but okay, sure. And Verizal. Yeah. Uh, number seven, y'all need to buy Deli a bigger travel crate for, for travel crate for away games. I know he gets cramped up in there. Oh, wow. Number eight, we need to start using Sean Marion more, like as an ottoman or a coat rack or something. <laughs> is he, wait, is he still on contract with them? He can't be. I don't, I don't know. What, he only signed a one-year deal? Um, who knows? Who knows? It's Sean Marion, very washed. The Matrix. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it came out in 99. It's 2015 and beyond right now. Um, Y'all need to stop being lazy and make sure y'all does both sides of Brandon Haywood when you clean the queue. Number 10, send Dwayne Wade an edible arrangement. Chocolate-covered pineapple for days, Dan. Or DG. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Dan. That might be... You know how they talked about uh, Magic Johnson and, and Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. Like, as far as, like, them having, like, a, 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 a you know, a, a friendship that's beyond <laughs> more than just basketball and then kiss at the finals. Yeah. Well, LeBron, LeBron and Wade, like, that is, that is, that might be beyond that. Like, these dudes, like, look, Dwayne Wade lost, like, what was it, like $20 million over, over LeBron James. Bro, and they're still best friends. Over no Rich, circumstances Rich. should, like, like, bro, like you, you telling me like he he made you lose twenty million dollars and shit's just all good. Now I understand that Dwayne Wade's already rich, but I tell you this right now, Rich, you cost me twenty million dollars anything, we ain't gonna be no friends no more. I won't give a fuck if you say pull my mom out of a burning fire. Twenty million dollars? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty million dollars. Um. So there's something deeper there. Something we don't in know fact, about. In, in fact, we might have to fight every time we saw each other. <laughs> Just off the rip before anything else happens. Yes. Like, all of a sudden I run it. All of a sudden I run it. <laughs> like, we we had the grocery store. Oh, what up, James? Well, fuck. God damn it. All of a sudden, I, like, y'all, I see, I, like, I run into you at a footlocker. It's on, bro. Find your footlocker. Like you have to get the referees gonna have to be referees this time for real. <laughs> have to pick this shit up. Oh man, 
Like, uh, yeah. So, uh, Dan Gilbert, I'm happy you got to spend all this money, bro. Um, they gave Tristan Thompson $80 million. Um, yeah, $80 million for Tristan Thompson and $110 million for Kevin Love. So, if y'all, y'all heard that right, that's damn near $200, $200 million in power forwards. Yeah. Why? Not only that, power forwards that can only play power forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, center too small, not for as long stretches of time anyway. I guess a normal lineup, and Dan sure can't play small forward because we we're going to play LeBron to the wheels fall off. And they ain't playing together. Right. Barring injury. And they still got Mozgov, and they still got Verizal. Um Yeah. One of those guys to go. Can't yep, they got games. to trade one of them. And they might be looking at you, uh, Mozgov. Nah. Even though it yeah, should be Verizal. But, it has to be Verizal. But, you know, LeBron ain't playing that. You know, general manager LeBron, you know, that's his boy. He ain't been his boy. Look, he's only been his boy for like seven games in the last five years. <laughs> he may have to go. I mean, LeBron is trying to win coach of the year, GM, and MVP all next year. Yeah. Um, the Spurs is about about to try to pull off a fucking heist. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, and if he doesn't sign with the Spurs, I really have to. I feel like we should drug test that man. Um, if you're Lamarcus Aldridge, James, you're signing with the Spurs, right? Yeah. I, in fact, if I'm Lamarcus Aldridge, I'm not even. I'm not even taking these meetings with these other teams like the Mavericks. Why the fuck would I do that? For free shit. Because I'm, cause I'm just because I'm from Dallas. Look, for free shit. <laughs> just like just Brent, look, like Lamarcus Aldridge can bring his partners out there with him. Yeah, he, like, he can't bring him out like he's LeBron. Look, he can bring. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, since they since they're paying for it anyway, you know, like you when you go see uh, if he has a meeting lined up with say the Knicks. The Knicks don't know you ain't planning to sign with them. So what they gonna do? They gotta impress you, right? Fuck uh-huh. it, take advantage. You know, be a, be a free agent. You know, be wooed out there. You know, so basically you gonna have your you and your boys that basically get a night out on uh, a night out at and, uh, in each city at, at, in nine <laughs> different cities. Look, let me like, be a free agent. I'm bringing all y'all boys. Like, yep, we about to go out here to Golden State, like Oakland. We gonna go to we gonna go to New York. We gonna go to L.A. Uh, we gonna go to <laughs> Miami. <laughs> we gonna go everywhere. What you're saying is you basically on Jim Dolan's uh, dime is basically gonna, gonna basically take money from him to spend on a, a good night at, at One Oak in New York. Yep. Just 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 cause. Yep. Why not? They got the money. Damn. Cold blooded. And then I signed I with the Spurs. And look, and then I signed with the Spurs. I'm like, you know what? I, I just wasn't feeling it anywhere else. You're like, I can't have no fun nowhere else. I might as well do it on this trip. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you got you to you like live it up. Oh. Look, look, you don't, you don't think Tim Duncan trying to go out to the club, do you? Dude. You you out Who there trying to, trying to hang Duncan. with the French dude? At the club, LaMarcus? Dude, I don't knows? know, bro. Who knows? Look, d- d- does it look like Kawhi Leonard goes for a good time ever? Kawhi Leonard, like he don't talk unless he's asked to talk. 
you know. Like I imagine he walks in, he like he puts the key fob in. Yep. Like, he'll, like don't get me wrong. He'll look at you he, when he sees you. He'll look at you and give you know the head, the nod, head nod of acknowledgement. But like he ain't finna stop and rap with you at all. Got got to work on this game. You know, just just got ninety million dollars. You know, got got to prove I earned this. You know. You know, got got to think about the next. You know, you know it's gonna be my team. You know, eventually when Tim Duncan retires at the age of forty-five, you know it'll it'll be his team. <laughs> you know, got to get to work, work on this jumper. Um, what else is out there that's ridiculous? Luke Rittenauer has has been traded a jillion times. Like he's a new Quentin Richardson. Yeah, four times in the span of like a week. Unbelievable. I mean, it's nuts out here, man. Like it's it's a, it's a real frenzy. Oh, Dwayne Wade. Oh yeah, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade thinks he uh thinks he should get twenty million dollars a year. Apparently, look, I don't think he should get twenty million dollars a year. But if I'm the Miami Heat, I I I if it comes down to it, I'm gonna pay him that to keep him from leaving because I can't I can't have a like like how am I gonna get free agents here if, if I don't pay Dwayne Wade? I mean, they um they they got. Goran Dragic back. Um, yeah, that'll yeah. Goran Dragic will definitely uh, sell be some tickets. Kevin Durant in the room next summer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would I would think he would better than or you know Dwayne Wade on the decline. But you know how those guys are. They were like, yo, that's D, that's D Wade. Exactly. Look, I grew up. You know, the first thing he said, I grew up watching that guy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still watching that guy. It's the same thing with Kevin Garnett. Any, I was thinking about this uh, earlier too, bro. Any anybody that's ever that's a big man that's under the age of 31 years, 31 or younger, all grew up idolizing KG to some extent. That's in the league. All yeah, of them. yeah. They should have been idolizing Duncan. Look, man, you look at where the league's gone, and you tell me who's been more influential. Like, granted, Doug has won and all that kind of stuff, but won a lot. Like, the league is going. This is the league is going all. And look, even the GMs were out here admiring uh, K, KG's work. Yeah, Draymond Green is uh, about to try to go get himself paid after previously, uh, you know, indicating. Yeah, I'm gonna play for, I'm it, gonna play for a discount, man. You don't go get your discount damn money. Nuts, like. <laughs> Um, DeAndre Jordan's still out there. You know, never know where he's going to go. I think his best option is to stay his ass where he's at. But um, Especially for the extra year and that $30 million. Yeah, he, he's got to do that. Uh, because DeAndre Jordan in another five years will be how old? Jeez, he's been in the league like at least how many? How many what I want to say, he, say he's 26, maybe 25. Yeah. Um, he'll be 31 years old, not the dynamic athlete he once was. He can't shoot free throws, and he probably won't be able to finish like he did. Um, get your money, bro. Get yep. that, get that extra year. Um, Jimmy Butler was hosed by the Bulls. Yep. Um, yeah, Tom Thibodeau, you know, thank God isn't the coach anymore, or else, you know, his knees would have been turned to dust. Um, Kevin Love is going back to the Cavs on a five-year deal. 
Um, he pretty much used the Lakers as leverage. We're the leverage team now. Everyone will threaten to go to play for us, but they'll never actually come. Um, you really think that was the case? Yes. I know he took a beating with them, even though he already had said he's pretty much coming back and had had the whole letter already written Lever- up. But... Leverage play. But they were going to offer him the max. They were going to offer him the max anyway. I mean, you know, they get that that other year, and then you know he's already comfortable there. You know, he's playing with LeBron. You know, in theory, you're closer to a title. Like being in the East, you play with LeBron. Y'all was already in the finals anyway. Apparently, like apparently he wants to win without Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love. Uh, apparently, winning is valuable to him. You know, I I would have thought he might have won the chance to become the man somewhere, but. I mean, it, going. To, I mean, given even if, look, even if you got to wait a year to become a man to become the man in L.A. for the Lakers, it's still a long ass year with Kobe there. Mm, some somebody got got to eventually get over that shit. Like, if you're that good, I mean, well, they'll figure it out next year. I mean, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant can walk in there, and there's no one there. And if, like, you know, ultimately, if they go in that situation and. Because I don't honestly, I don't really think the situation is so much they don't want to play with Kobe and deal with his shit as much as it is one I don't want to play with Kobe and deal with his shit, and there's a potential that he might just be hurt and miss the rest of the season, miss a huge chunk of the season. Yeah, and I'm stuck on this on this team by myself, all by yourself. Well, you got D'Angelo Russell, but he's a rookie, so. Yeah, I mean he's he's gonna have to, he's gonna take time. So like you're dealing with a real uh, like you're dealing with a, a late age star, and also a rebuilding process on on both ends. And like so, yeah. hope, like we'll see we'll see what happens. Like Nick, like the future is bright for them because they're still the Lakers. It's still with LA with Jim Buss. Still nice weather. So you know with Jim Buss. Still most of the guys in the leagues live out there anyway. And Byron Scott. Yeah. How many years y'all signed him for? <sighs> Two two year or uh, three years too long. <laughs> How long was the deal for real? I don't. Remember. I want to say you got a four year deal. Okay, so we're one. He's three years left. Good Jesus. Um, well, when when do like when are y'all done paying Mike Brown and Dan? I would th- I would think Mike Brown would come out the books this year. <clears throat> no, next okay, year. So next summer. He would come out the I would say this at the soon's opportunity that y'all ain't gotta pay Mike Brown no more, y'all y'all fire uh, <laughs> y'all fire him and get, get another coach. Look, Laker legend, <laughs> true Laker, but uh thanks, bro. We, we'll we'll be alright. We'll take it from here. You can't bear to talk about we're not taking threes. That's just ridiculous. Like, all right. You yeah. Good luck being Steph Curry that way. Yeah. yeah. Good luck being Kevin Durant that way. You know, good luck. No, unless you got, you know. Wilt walking through the door, putting up 50. No, sir. But um, we're going to wrap up One Nation Radio here. We'll probably continue this off air. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. We threw a little bit of extra NBA talk in there we don't get to um, as often, um, which we'll probably end up doing more of um, coming up. But um, <clears throat> the uh, make sure you guys check out the articles. Uh, hopefully that one will go up within the next day or so. Um, but uh, you got anything else to add, James? Before we get up out of here. Oh, uh, not not something I have to say, but something you brought up while uh, before. You're mentioning about the differences between uh, <laughs> between uh, the draft and free agency. Yes, go ahead. Yes, the NBA draft is the night where we all like to see these young guys get paid. 
pretty much. You know, we get to see 30 new millionaire, millionaires, you know, from, you know, you never know their backgrounds. They might have had a bad upbringing. You know, they had a rough life. A parent might have died, like Jaleel Okafor's case. Uh, you get you get guys coming over to America, basically realizing the American dream, and we're happy for them. And then about a week later, free agency opens, and we all call them overpaid athletes. And, and we yeah. and we get mad at, oh, such and such doesn't deserve this money. And it just happens. I don't know how or why it happens, but it just does. Um, you know, so we love to see them get paid when they're young. But when it's time for them to come back and get that real cash, we don't want to see it. There you have it. So, you know. Unless you're like, you're like even Anthony Davis, it's like p- people think it's absurd that he got five years, one forty-five. Well, they didn't remember that the cap's going to explode, and um, you know, imagine if, if wrestling was negotiated like this, like their contracts. My God, I don't even know how that would even work. Look, I mean, I, I mean, I'll I, tell you I how it would work. I know this how that would work if wrestling was real. Look, Vince McMahon lowballing everybody. That's just look. Everybody's a restricted free agent in Vince's eyes. <laughs> oh, go ahead, walk. I'll match anything that you did, <laughs> that they put out there for you. <laughs> like, and if that's just absurd, you can walk. Damn it! <laughs> look, look. Somebody be like, be like, yeah, we want to give Seth Rollins uh five hundred thousand dollars for ten dates. And then Vince will be like, I dare you to take this shit. You'll never be seen again. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's weird thing we, we weird thing we talk about every week, this wrestling thing. It's just so weird. Yep. But that's going to wrap up One Nation Radio. We're out of here after 90 minutes. So hopefully you guys are still with us. But um, hit us up on the Twitter, at One Nation Radio, at James Boyd O&R. At Rich Ladder 32. Peace. Later.